Hi, uh, welcome to Community Life, where we talk with community experts about their life journeys and learn about them as people. And today we're flipping the script. I'm Scott Baldwin, Head of Community and Product Evangelism at Product Board, and we're going to be having a conversation with Yuri Lazarek instead. Yuri, of course, runs Communiverse. Uh, he's a community builder, consultant, and an all-round amazing human. Super excited to have some time to talk with him. I know this isn't the first time this has happened to you, Yuri, either, where people have flipped the script on you. I know you talked with Carrie Melissa Jones a little bit about this, uh, Steve Gargillo as well on that side. Um, thanks for being in the hot seat today and uh, sharing a little bit about you again with the uh, with the people online. Yeah, Scott, thank you very much. I'm, you know, like when you proposed to flip the script, I was like, sure, okay, yeah, let's do it. Because, you know, it's never enough. It's, it's like... Even though it might sound like oh the same URL all over again, but I know that everyone asks their own question. And and as I always say, for me personally, why I do this? Because I want to get to know people better. And it's kind of not fair, you know, because people don't have the opportunity to get to know me better. And now <laughs> like flipping the script, it's amazing opportunity. So I'm super happy to be here. So thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. So um, you know, there's sort of a saying and like idea or a concept of um, the energy you put into the universe is the energy you get out of the universe a lot. And I know you're, I know you as a really super positive person, um, at least in our interactions, I know in the interactions I see with you with other people as well. But one of the things you've been putting a lot of energy into recently is this opportunity potentially to interview The Rock, uh, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, yeah. Tell me about like, okay, like what, what, what spurred this on? That's a pretty big target. Yeah, you know, uh, some time ago, I was a member of 5 a.m. club. So what I was doing, I was waking up at 5 a.m. for 333 days in a row. And like there is uh, a book by Robin Sharma, 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. club. And like the idea that if you are getting earlier, you have a lot of things done before everyone wakes up. So... I was like, I had a mess in my life, like, you know, time management, all the stuff, like, and I thought that it will be, it will help me. And uh, so the idea that you're waking up, you have 20 minutes of, um, as far as I remember, it's kind of really 20 minutes of intense exercise, if I remember, right? Then it's 20 yeah. minutes, like reflecting on your goals and then 20 minutes learning a new skill is kind of how he breaks it up. Yeah, something like that. So basically it was 20 minutes like a small gymnastics then 20 minutes of meditation and then 20 minutes of reading a book. But I went above and beyond. So basically it was the first hour and the second hour before 7 a.m. when everyone else wakes up, like kid goes to the school, wife goes to the work. And I went to the stadium near the home and I just run. I, I just run and um, I listened to this motivational video. So... There were three people. It was Dwayne Rock Johnson. It was uh, Will. No, not not Will Smith. Or yeah, it was Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And third one, I don't remember even his name, but it was the general of the U.S. Army, and he gave an amazing speech. And so basically, I have these three motivational videos on repeat, like ten minutes each or something like that. So. I loved the way Rock put it, put it, and like he was my favorite out of those three. You and, did this uh, for 333 days, just the same three people. Yeah, because Whoa. it's kind of like you know, 
you can understand what they are talking about, like listening to it for the for the first time. But to make this a habit, to literally add it to your life, like for me, I had to listen to them many, many, many times. For mm-hmm. sure, sometimes I mixed them with music. Sometimes I had no mood to for listening to them, and I was listening to some music. But in general, mostly yes, and. Like Dwayne, Dwayne is just a nice person, and you know he's just so fun in a way, but also like a little scary. <laughs> and it's like you know there is a big mix of some stuff of good values, at least as, as how I see it. And I wonder if he is this people, uh, if he is this person, like as he's showing up in the yeah. world yeah. i don't know but i want to know to get to know him better you know when you have some kind of person you want to follow this person and you want to like you get some knowledge from this person and i just want to understand if it's true should i keep doing that or maybe no yeah and so it's a chance how- to dive in a little bit deeper and really like unpack essentially that real person behind this the, the the dialogue and the story that you got to hear and also and also i love highlighting people you know like i really want to highlight some sides anyone ever asked him about because i listened like to up to 10 interviews with different people and they ask him the same questions all over again and it's kind of boring already you know i want to dry, dive a little deeper i want to have more emotions i want to like kind of touch the soul of this human yeah that yeah, cool um so, so I know yeah. the interview hasn't worked out is what, what's the plan next is it trying to get him to do dinner or is it uh something else zoom call is enough you know yeah. like cool. i need 60 minutes <laughs> uh even a 59 will work so <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um Tell me about your last laugh. What was it about? I laugh basically every day and mostly because of like we're having some fun with my wife or my kid, you know, some inside insider jokes and all yeah. this stuff. And uh, I don't like if you're asking me like laugh to tears. I don't, I can't even recall, but basically I'm laughing every day. And even like having a conversation with you right now makes me laugh, you know, because, <laughs> because I believe, I believe in positivity in the world. Yeah. And sometimes even in bad situations, I'm trying to find something. Uh, yeah, it's hard, but at least I'm trying to find something positive, you know, to make it not that bad. And yeah, basically, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, like, I want to like look a little bit further out. You're a lot younger than I am. I'm much older than you are. Uh, <laughs> you may not look it, but it's the it's the truth. Um, <laughs> um, but if you kind of like look forward as you grow older, um, what do you fear the most about growing older, and what do you look forward to the most as well? I look forward to, you know, 
more people will kind of think about me as a wiser person and listen to what I talk sometimes. And, uh, you know, and uh, like, sometimes you can have a conversation with somebody and like, tell something good and people like, yeah, 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 sure, I know. And never mind about it. But, you know, I love to have this conversation, like, and I don't even care, like, how old this person is, like, they might be 10 years old, they might be 17 years old. Mm-hmm. But I understand that it's always something you can learn from anyone. I learn a lot from my kid and how it works. It works that way that he says something that is kind of super understandable for him. And I'm, and I'm as, a, as an adult, so biased. Yeah. Like, wow, I didn't even notice it. Really? It's so easy, you know? And yeah, and what I'm really afraid of, you know, after having the war in Ukraine, I believe that the worst thing that can happen that you may die or some of your family may die or yeah. some of your friends and all this stuff. And like my mindset changed a lot. And what I'm always saying, like always, <laughs> a year after the war started, that if you are alive, anything else doesn't matter. If you have like something to eat, if you have somewhere to live, if you have good health and your family is healthy, everything else doesn't matter, you know? Like totally, who cares about those iPhones, about those cars, about those mansions? Like you have everything you need. So my wife uh, asks me like, do you like, I, I don't know, like, I'm not living in a home right now. Like, I'm in another place. And do you miss home? And I'm like, what is home? Like, you are here with me. Our kid with us. Our dog's with us. Like, home is here. So, basically, I don't miss it because I'm home. You know? Yeah, you mean you're not home in the sense of maybe the yeah. place you own or rent or where your stuff is or like all that kind of thing, maybe in the same kind of way. But to your point, it's like home is kind of the, the people and the relationships and the stuff that matters around you. And, and, you know, frankly, that could be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I left so many stuff at home, you know, kind of, kind of. So basically I don't really care about it. So. Yeah. 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 It's funny because my wife and I often remark a lot about that when we, uh, have sold houses and bought new houses, right? And you kind of like, once you've kind of packed up all your stuff out of the house, it's just <laughs> at that point, just a house really kind of in a funny way. It doesn't really feel like home anymore. Like home might just be the a box. Place, right? An yeah, empty just box. A box. Yeah. 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 Um, fill in the blanks for a little bit. Like I describe myself as. It's crazy. Uh, I described myself as a curious person cool. because I'm, I'm trying to, you know, ask questions to people and I'm trying to find answers myself if I have nobody to ask. And I'm in, I'm even curious in like such thing as how the grass grow, you know? And all the stuff because like we have all this world around us 
and like we take it as granted but like everything happens for a reason and we have all this nature all the world around us and i can i see many parallels in like what humans doing and how the how it connected with with the nature and how how it's made so i'm looking you know i'm looking to find some even even in this point i'm looking to find some parallels like in our lives with what is already existing mm -hmm. because you know like i don't know how human appeared in this world and there are some darwin theories there is god's theories or i don't know alien theories who cares the main thing that i know that it happened for a reason and like nature is so perfect humans are not that perfect mm -hmm. and we can learn a lot from nature so even in this point i'm super curious how how it's made like and i understand that it's not that complex as we tend to make it so it's much easier you know it's yes or no it's one or zero it's not like yes maybe i don't know like yeah. humans are making everything much com like much Work harder yeah. yes so yeah and 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 I'm, i'm i'm curious in that way that i'm trying to find the easiest answer that even like a five years old would understand mm -hmm. because i understand that like if we will give up our titles our jobs our like problems our scars like we will be the same basically and why bother about making everything more complex if we can just say yes or no and yeah maybe explain why yes or no to somebody so i describe myself as curious person <laughs> yeah that's interesting it was interesting because i saw two sides to that curiosity um one was curious just like wanting to know the other side was an introspection that's super super interesting as you're kind of like reflecting on your place in the world and your spot in the larger ecosystem so yeah that's yeah i also i also love to go back you know like when i'm at some point I'm trying to find what was before, like, how did I start this journey to this point? Mm -hmm. And what people I met during this journey, how they impacted in my journey? What did I make? Like, I never think about what I made right or wrong, because, you know, once again, everything happens for a reason. So maybe if I made that mistake, I learned from that mistake to not to make some worse mistake in the future. Yep. So... Yeah, I love to think like, okay, here I am right now, here is you, you are interviewing me for a community life conversation, but what was before that? So before that, I invited you, uh, I interviewed you. What was before that? It was like 39 conversations before that. And like, <laughs> it was an article to Communiverse when I asked you to impact on this article, when I asked uh, to share your experience to this article. So I'm always trying to go back and understand how it started, to understand how it went. That's really interesting. Really interesting. I think like, um, you know, there's a sort of concept of like one-way door decisions and two-way door decisions in our lives. Um, you know, the one-way doors, we can't like reverse it and change what we did. It's the outcome we get and the way it is, but a lot of two-way door decisions in our lives and how we can adjust course even later in life uh, to maybe have a different outcome or a different kind of thing. 
Um, inversing that same question, how would other people describe you? Oh, it's inter it's so interesting. Really, I don't know. And uh, you won't believe, but I have a, a notebook where I write some stuff. And here is a question. Ask people I know, what do they think about Yuri? <laughs> so what I hear that people like my energy, like my positivity, like, you know, all the good things. But what I really want to know, what I really will do, and like, I'm still procrastinating doing it. I don't know why, but maybe I'm afraid of hearing the truth, you know? But uh, I really want to go to people I have uh, like good connections with and like who I believe knows me. Yep. Once again, I don't know if they know if they know me, but who I believe. And ask like, if somebody asked you, what would you say about Yuri? Like, what do you think about Yuri? And I, I'm really curious to hear that. So I will definitely do this and you will be one of those people. So get ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I did that a while back, I mean, years ago with a colleague to help me write my resume. And it was really insightful because it was like, almost like positioning myself, but from a different angle, you know, we're not used to really like touting what's great about us, what we could work on. Maybe we're not like acutely self-aware of every little dimension. Um, and it was, it was one of these things where I, I guess like it was kind of an interesting reminder for me at that point, she mentioned that I said uh, actually quite a lot uh, as though I was going to like explain to you how it actually <laughs> needed to be done or something like that. And it was just being a little bit more acutely aware of that thing. Thing that was like this prompt for like, oh, like, yeah, okay, I need to look at stuff a little bit, you know, and like be a bit more patient, you know, shift essentially how I might talk about something. And it was really, really insightful, right? I mean, but it was that piece of feedback that I just didn't have visibility into. Maybe didn't notice it. Yeah, totally. I, that's exactly what I want to know. So, yeah, I will tell you later. <laughs> 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 um, I know you've talked a little bit about your family in past episodes here, uh, in particularly about your childhood and stuff like that. Um, you know, your, your parents um, and your life with your grandparents and then moving towards your wife and your son and the relationship that you built there. But like, tell me a little bit about like your, your current media family, like this, this family that you live with, which is, you know, predominantly your wife and your son, and your dog. <laughs> um, you know, what is that? What does that look like? Um, how does it how does it shape and essentially inform who you as Yuri are today? Uh, so, first of all, my kid is always like having uh, arguments with me, <laughs> and like you know, and before we start doing something, like I tell him like, hey. We will sit and check your homework right now and we will check what you've done in the school. Not to, I won't try to like criticize you. I won't try to teach you. It, we won't spend a lot of time. We just sit and like for 10, 15 minutes and check what you've done today in the school yep. to understand if I can help you somehow in the future. To understand if you, un if you understand what is going on and if you have any challenges there, like we won't fix those challenges right away. I just need this understanding. And he's like, no, no, not now, no, not, not now. And then like we're sitting, like we are still doing it. 
And like two minutes after that, he's totally engaged in that. So he's interested in that. He's sharing what he learned. And like, so it's, and it's like always like, you know, he will enjoy things, but we need to overcome this moment. Like, no, no, I won't do it. Yeah. And the moment we, it's, it's kind of like the thing, you know, the first step is the hardest. So <laughs> when we start doing, it's easy. But the hardest thing is, so <laughs> it, it, it what teach, teaches me to be consistent. Even if you hear no, just keep doing it. Because, yes. you know, if I would say, no, okay, no, that no, like when? And if I ask my kid a question when, he might say like in an hour, but in an hour it will be the same. <laughs> so basically no, uh, or in an hour, it means never. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny, like I always say with my wife, it's like uh, with kids, it's long days and short years. It goes by very quickly. I don't know if you're feeling that kind of thing is watching your child grow up and, and get older. Yeah, I can remember uh, how he born, you know, it was like yeah. a day ago. So basically, yeah, it's like it's strange, it's already 11 years, really. <laughs> so basically it's fun. Yeah. So and um like I can tell a lot of stuff, but you know it it will take forever. And yeah, okay. I will yeah. say just the main thing. And about my wife, what is the main thing that it's the only one person I can tell anything to. Mm-hmm. So I do not go to therapist. Like even if I have friends, I will never say to them like my deep concerns and like my fears and all the stuff because. Not not because I'm like closed person, but I don't want to bother them. And with my wife, we are together in the same boat. So if I will hide some concerns and challenges from her, she will see it anyway. And <laughs> she will have more concerns and more challenges, you know, if I won't say, if we won't talk about it. So it's better to say, it's better to have a conversation and to find how to fix it together, yep. you know. And the same, I believe the same is for from her side. So, like, I I don't like I'm not having like super great relationships with my mother, but I never told any anyone like my mother, my grandmother, grandfather. I never told them like anything about me. Yeah, but I'm telling to my wife. Sort of deep core way that you do with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it also helps because I understand that I'm not alone here. And once again, I understand I'm not alone. I'm sharing a lot of stuff with folks in the community world. I have very great conversations with many people, but still, you know, I won't bother them with like my kind of deep challenges because they don't see it. They will never see it. Yeah, because yeah, they'll, never be, they'll never be that close to it. Yeah, in order to see that you have to be with me 24-7, you know. <laughs> and it's not the best, you know, it's not the best side of me. So <laughs> oh, well, that's the that's the important part of a marriage. Um yeah, how, long exactly. been, how long have you been married? Uh okay, so oh, oh, pop quiz, pop quiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know I remember exactly the day. So we married on 31st of I'm just um um 31st of August 2010 yeah. so it's been 13 years almost 13 years so far nice. so nice. but we know each other for 15 ah even more so we met in yeah. the university so we started dating like in the third or th- second or third course so but like we know each other like for 16 years or something like that and 
That's awesome. That's so cool. That's really great. Um, yeah, best wishes to both of you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Relationship success. Um, you have a really fascinating educational background. You've got this master's of applied science, math, physics, this whole like STEM side that frankly, I never knew about. I mean, I don't think I've even seen you talk about it in the community space before. Um, tell me about this educational journey and like how do these skills um, help you in your work today that you do? You know, I'm thinking a lot about what might have happened if I, like in the primary school, I was learning Japanese and I was quite good in it. And then our teacher went to improve her knowledge and she never came back. So they started to bringing us some students from universities and definitely they didn't teach us anything. And my parents decided that, oh, uh, it will be nothing good with the Japanese. So maybe he needs to learn math and physics. <laughs> Why don't he go to a technical lyceum? And, yeah. you know, nobody ever asked me and, okay, what can I do? So I'm, I'm, I'm looking a lot of backward and I understand that I love languages like I, I just had the conversation with Chris Miles today and we like discussing this thing and I told him that now I'm learning like Japanese Spanish Italian German like not that I'm like you know like really learn it like super hard but like 10-15 minutes a day so just to understand how it works just to find some new words so do you have a Duolingo streak going? Is that what's Yeah, happening? exactly. Yeah, 200, <laughs> 220 days so far. So, yeah. And what I really like about it is that I want to, you know, when you speak your native language, you can share emotions better than, like, even now I'm speaking English. Um, I can express my emotions, but not that not that way that I could do in Ukrainian, for example. Yeah. And um, I want to understand people better. That's why I'm learning these languages. Like I want to, you know, have like, without this um, translation um, problems, <laughs> not to lose anything because of <laughs> translation. So like I said, we I were want talking to, beforehand. I think like your English is far better than my Ukrainian. Um, yeah, exactly. so I'm, and I'm always amazed at people that can do good at other languages. Like I just, I struggle with like, I think English even in some cases, right? It's a very complex language in its weird way, but um, I've, I've never been a person to pick up a language easily or pick up a, a language from another culture quickly. You know, I, I think, oh, the funny thing, I spent a few weeks in Spain this past summer and I came back saying certain phrases in Spanish, not even realizing it when it was at the French airport or even at home. It took me like, I think two weeks to kind of wear off because we were there enough. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's I mean, I, I agree with the like, there's a certain closeness and proximity that gets broken down when you can speak another language or understand someone else's language and culture. Um, and, and kind of like building on this a little bit, what I'm just kind of curious is like, if you're gonna go travel somewhere and, and bring that love of language, where would you go to and, and like, what would be that place that you'd head off to next? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I haven't thought about that. And 
most likely I would go somewhere to Italy. Just because when I was growing up, I really liked football, soccer, and the Italian team Juventus. Yeah. So it was a battle in our school. So some people were like fans of Milan and other of Juventus, and they were kind of like leaders of <laughs> championship. And we always like bought newspapers to understand who won the championship and all the stuff. And we were mocking each other. And like yeah. when we were going to play football, like some kids have Milan t-shirts, some kids have Juventus. And it's for fun. So most likely just because of that to Italy. I don't know where, I don't know why, but I would say that's there first. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Fun. I mean, I haven't been to Italy in a long time, um, <laughs> but I definitely would, would recommend it. It was a great, great trip when I did go. And it's also great history there. You know, oh, yeah. Rome Empire was like super strong and like Italian people are like obsessed with their history and they save everything they can. I cannot say the same about Ukraine, unfortunately, but mm -hmm. I like, I just want to, you know, feel this energy of yeah. history. So I would say, yeah, maybe even Rome, maybe even Rome. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> start well, with, maybe. you know, to start with and then just rent a car and go whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, any regrets in life? Things you wish you could kind of do over or do differently? No, 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 no. If I, I if I would do something differently, I want to be who I am. So nice. I like, we have this conversation with my wife sometimes, like, uh, and I always say like, I have no regrets. Even if I did something bad to somebody, like I will apologize. I will say that I did it wrong. Sometimes I'm not saying that it's bad, but I would love to say it. At least I'm trying to do it. And instead of like regretting, I'm trying to understand how to not make it happen again. And what can I do to make it better in the future? So as I, as I like to say that I love making mistakes because I'm learning out of them. So here is the same. So it's not mistakes, it's all lessons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's great. That's a great lens. Um, when you leave the house, um, a lot of us, you know, <coughs> take a bag or a, a thing with us or things with us. Um, that's often called in a, in sort of some worlds, like what's called everyday carry. It's the stuff you always leave with. What, what's that stuff that you always leave with? Yeah, it's usually the phone, you know, like everyone living at home with the phone. But sometimes I like to leave it at home. When yeah. I like go and walk my dogs or something like that, because sometimes I don't need it. And like, it's not a, a long walk, you know, it's like 10, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. So nobody will like afraid that I'm not coming home for too long. <laughs> you know? Because previously before mobile phones, I remember I could leave home like for the whole day. And yeah. parents started bothering only like somewhere like at 8 p.m. or something like that if, I, if I'm not coming home. But yeah. now it's like, if you're not answering to a one call, what happened with you? Are you okay? Are you alive? <laughs> this kind of crazy thing we have. So I kind of miss those times, you know, where people were calm, much more calmer than now. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, and, and just 
the ability to put that device away. I, I mean, I applaud you in some ways, even for 20 minutes, because I think a lot of us don't put it down and it's kind of always in our possession and always in our, you know, purvey to, to carry it around and contact people with. Um, it, it's funny because we were, uh, my wife and I rewatched all of Seinfeld recently <laughs> uh, from season one all the way to the end. And one of the remarks we had been watching it was exactly that. It was like how many times they had to get in touch with one another, but didn't have access to a phone. Um, it might've been a yeah. pay phone at best. And you could have maybe left an answering machine message, but um, how much different Seinfeld would have been if it was in a time when we all had cell phones in our pockets um, just from an interaction play, because so many of the critical mistakes and bumps and funny moments in that show were like, because they couldn't connect with each other. Yeah, exactly. And also how many mistakes won't be made. Yeah. And like, I'm not talking about like mistakes as lessons, but kind of emotional mistakes, because you know, when you are angry at somebody, you will call them and tell whatever you think about them. And sometimes it's good to calm down. And when you didn't have a phone, like somebody goes out, you can't call them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to wait for them to come back. <laughs> Until at this moment, you are already like cooling down. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good lens. Uh, what's a small pleasure in your life that brings you joy? Something you, you have or do? Read a good book or oh, really? listen to good music. Yeah. You know, like I'm trying to find small pleasures in everything. Eating an ice cream, for example. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which we talked about last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So like... What I really love to be able to do what you want to do and not being judged. For example, I wanted chupa chups. I will eat it. I don't care what other people will think about me. You know, I want a kinder surprise. I will buy it for me, not for my child, for my child. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's fun because, you know, you, you kind of almighty uh, as a, as an adult, you can even buy a Lego set for yourself. You know? Yeah. Which just sounds crazy, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, yeah, reading a good book, listening to music, eating a Milky Way, drinking a cola sometimes if I want it, yeah. like going for a walk. So all the small things. And yeah. it's fun, but mm, like my wife gave me like different presents, like... You know, some phone or something like that. And like, it's not that valuable, but I have a super small bottle opener from Rome that she gave me. Mm -hmm. It was like kind of the best present. Like I have it always with me. So, and I can open the bottle of Coca-Cola if I want, you know? So it's also <laughs> useful. And like phone, okay, phone, yeah, phone. Yeah, who cares about phones? Like everyone can buy a phone, but, uh, bottle opener from Rome, hmm, something great. And it's small, you know, and again, and, it, and it's useful. So yeah. and that's like part that. of your everyday carry, that sort of thing you walk out of the house with. That's cool. Yeah, it's but kind of not every day. It, it's connected to keys to my car, Yeah, but I'm yeah. not driving every day. So yeah, sometimes yeah. I'm going out without it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, I want to come back to February of 2022, when the Ukraine invasion happened. And I know obviously you've gone through a tremendous amount of change in that time. Um, how, how, how has this event changed you 
um, and maybe from two sides, maybe for the better and maybe for the worse. I would say that for the worse, I'm not planning for one, five, ten years. So mm. I don't know if it's okay. But for now, I don't know where, where I'll be in one year. Right. Like, I don't know what will happen in five years. So, and, you know, sometimes I'm thinking like, is there a place where I can be safe with my family? Like, we can go and just leave and be sure that, you know, you 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 can never like be safe out of out like out of some accidents like it it can happen everywhere yeah. but about this thing like such as war or mm. earthquake or tornado or school shooting or like all these crazy things are going on i'm thinking like is there a safe place anywhere and I don't know. I don't have an answer for this question. And for the best part, I would say that, uh, you know, one thing that I'm always saying, first, I started to mm, love what I have right now. And... Um, okay, I, I lost my English word, but... The idea that what you have here with you right now, it's the best thing you might have had. So who cares about what you've lost? Who cares about what you might have? Like here, at the moment, you are here right now. So no past, no future, basically. Yeah, so it sounds like it's made you more present, um, which is maybe not a bad, like, I don't think it's, that's a wonderful thing, if anything. It's made you more... I don't know, you know, when you go to some, like, big banks and all the stuff, they ask you, how do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> and I don't know. I won't pass this interview. <laughs> so, and the, what was kind of great thing is how I entered this international community world. Because mm -hmm. I didn't think about it before the war. I, like, I followed CMX community. I followed David Spinks. I followed a lot of community folks out there. Rosie Sherry, for sure. She was the first person I had a conversation ever in the international community world. And like, I didn't know that such amazing people exist, you know? And because of the war, I had to go there. I have to enter this community world. And that is, it was one of the best things that happened in my professional life. So mm. it's kind of like, you know, you are swimming in a bath, in your bathroom, and then you see an ocean in front of you and the access to the ocean. And it's like, that's, that's how I feel it. So I would say that it was the best thing that happened. Yeah. How do you make friends? Like, how do you make friends? How do you go around making new friends? It's a hard question because, you know, there are many people I can call friends, mm -hmm. but the fun thing is I've never met them in person, you know? <laughs> and like, it's kind of online friends. But once again, I believe to have like a real, truly friendship, you have to at least meet sometimes you know in person to yeah. 
touch each other, to smell each other, to like look each other in the eyes, not in the camera or on a monitor and all the stuff, to drink some beers together and etc. And I hope that I can, I, I can make it in the future with everyone who I can call my friend. But mostly it's helping unconditionally for me. So if somebody asks for help and you're like, okay, I can help this person, but I don't want to waste my time or I have no time and I will do it somewhere later. But if somebody asks for help and I'm doing it right away, most likely we are somewhere near being friends. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you sort of answered the question. Yeah, sort of. Um, because, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm thinking like, more about like how do you mechanically maybe go through the activity of making friends? Are you the type that maybe shows up at a group of strangers and, you know, connects with somebody on a topic or a subject and then, you know, maybe slowly peels back that onion to get to know them a little bit more? Or are you maybe the type who, um, you know, takes a long time to make new friends? Um, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm curious, like just how do you go about Because, and the reason why I'm asking the question here is, you know, you're known as being very social and very, out there, you know, like you've got this persona now in some degree <laughs> through your through your experience of this this war and this transition. Um, and I think even before that, you were well known maybe in your community as someone who maybe made friends easily. But like I'm I'm curious, like what what are the ways in which you like to approach building a new friendship? Yeah, you know, it's the bright side of the moon, I would say, what everyone sees. Because if I will enter the room with where I don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. I won't go to every person like and making friendship with them. Like most likely I will wait somewhere in the corner. I will observe what other people doing. I will try to understand is there somebody interesting like who I would like might have conversation with. But most likely I won't start this conversation. Most likely, I don't know, but most likely not. And um Usually, some, sometimes it's some awkward situations. Like, from my experience, the best friendship is when you have into some trouble together, or had some challenge together, or gone through something together, or even some awkward situations. So, when I was working in the bank, it's crazy to share, but okay, I was in the toilet, <laughs> sitting in the toilet. And for some reason, I forgot to close the door, you know, I forgot to lock and this person just <laughs> opened the door. Like, oh, sorry. And closed the door. We never met before, but then we found out that we live near each other. Yeah. And after that episode, we started saying hi to each other when we see each other in the neighborhood. We started to have a conversation. We started to exchange some thoughts in DMs on Facebook and we having conversation in the bank. So like, what, really? Somebody opened the toilet door and he became friends? But yeah, something like that. So some awkward situation works for me, definitely. And um, usually, mostly, it's like having something, some um, similar interests. 
Like it might be a musical band, it might mm -hmm. be activity, it might be like um, your values, it might be what you are sharing on LinkedIn or something like that. Because you know, it's it's always about finding a soulmate. And if you understand that the person thinks kind of like you, yeah, we may get to know each other a little better. <laughs> at, at, at least it's a starting point, and let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. That's good. Um, you know, it's, it's a funny thing, because I have a Ukrainian background. My wife has a Ukrainian background a little bit. Um, mostly on our grandparents' side, who made, you know, obviously immigrated from the Ukraine. And, yeah. and we both also have grandparents on the other side of that equation that have like a German background, a German-Ukrainian. And Canada's got like a fairly big Ukrainian population, with like four yeah. or five percent of Canada's population identifies as like Ukrainian. Um, I'm thinking about like your life and the the transition of moving from the Ukraine in a way that wasn't like maybe in your game plan. Um, you know, maybe you might call it forced in some ways, like uh, you know, not planned. Um, yeah. and, and how has that maybe shaped who you are today or at this moment in some ways? It was the hardest decision ever kind of in my life, even harder than getting married, you know, for the easier. And uh, like, I am the person who do not like to, you know, take like very big steps immediately mm -hmm. like i like to do like step by step by small steps and like being able to make this change like through the time but if you have to do it like immediately it's super hard like it's all because you want to leave or because like somebody else wants to leave or something like that but uh, the main thing that i don't know As I told you, I don't know if there is a place in the world where I can feel myself safe and where I can be safe with my family. And I would love to find this place. Canada. <laughs> you never know. You never, We were thinking about Canada once again, yeah. but you never know. And... I can't answer in this. You know, you're asking me uh, some kind of questions uh, that I have to plan, and yeah. I can't plan that long. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I was just kind of curious. I just, I guess, the reason why I'm asking you questions is, is, you know, I, I think part of this what I'm reflecting on is I haven't had any of these experiences, and so when yeah. I think about asking them, it's really with the lens of like, what have you learned in this moment? Like, obviously, this has been, you know, really transformational time for, um, for yourself, your family. But also for you know the, the people of Ukraine in general. Yeah, um, the, the main thing I learned, as I told you, like the home is not the place, but yeah. people around you. Yeah, yeah, that's really great, really, really great. Um, I'm going to jump into the speed round questions here a little bit. So we're going to have yeah. some little fun here. So nice, quick ones, you know, quick answers. Um, something you'd still like to learn? Uh, Japanese. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, something you wish people knew about you that they don't? Uh, I already shared that I learned Japanese before, so it's not interesting. But also, I have 
a brown belt in karate, which is like the one step before yeah. the black. So that's right. That's right. Um, something you have too much of. Too much of. Too much of problems. Who <laughs> 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 don't have problems, you know? Like <laughs> something you wish you had more of. Oh, definitely, definitely it's all about time, but I would say it's all about, like, more calmness. Hmm. I would say more calmness. Okay. Superhero, which power? Ah, superhero, which power? <laughs> I, I've been asked this question before, and, um, like, it was my community meeting. And yeah. what I told, and I still believe in it, is that I would love to be able to heal people. Like mm. with whatever disease, whatever injury, everyone like touch this person and like everything gone. Yeah. So you want to be a saint, which is your uh, <laughs> No, please no. <laughs> <laughs> just heal. It's enough, you know. I can go to hell, but <laughs> just <Yeah>. heal people. <laughs> uh bad habit or vice? Bad habit. Uh I'm so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what bad habit I might have. Um, bad habit, most likely it means that something that I would love to change, as, at least that's how I understand it. Mm -hmm. And uh, most likely I would love to be less reactive when I'm having conversations with my family. Because how it works for me, you know, when like we're talking some bad things to each other, like it happens from time to time. Like I understand that it's not how we really feel, but it's an emotion at the moment. So, and I would love to keep those emotions like calmer and not to say sometimes what I said. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who do you learn from the most in the community world? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Ooh, putting everybody on the spot here. Yeah. And um, one person, yes, one person. <laughs> uh, at the moment, I would say that I learned the most from Ilker Akansel. And not community stuff, but the rock history lessons, rock yep. music history lessons, what he shares every Friday after between two water course. So that's, it's just amazing. Okay. Uh, Scrabble or book? Okay, book, definitely. I'm, I'm not okay. good at Scrabble. <laughs> Cooking or eating? Uh, eating, eating. Favorite song? Uh, I have two. So first, it's Not Afraid by Eminem, and the second, In the End by Linkin Park. Sorry, In the End by who? Linkin Park. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, one question I should have asked you, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> uh, you should have asked me, why am I doing between two work or stuff every Friday and we'll have 50s one this Friday? Nice. So 50 ones in a yeah. row. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Why am I doing it? Because I'm, I love talking to people. And it's like, for me, it's like the best and funniest way to find some somebody new, to meet new person. And like, I'm obsessed with this time thing. So I don't want to, you know, take a lot of time of, take a lot of somebody's time. And I'm also trying to make things faster and like more effective and like to save time here and there. Yeah. And that, that, that's what the idea of between two work wars. So it's like three rounds of seven minutes of com- conversations and it's just seven minutes. So sometimes, you, you know, if you don't like a person, it's, it's something like kind of speed dating, but like not that intimate, I would say. So... What I love really is that you have just seven minutes with this person and you will definitely find what to talk about for seven minutes. Yeah. But if you jump for, on a call like for 30 minutes or for one hour, you might get, have this you know, awkward situation when you're like, uh, what should we talk about? Uh, it's like 10 more minutes left. Uh, so it helps to avoid the situation, at least for me. And if you like the person, you can always continue conversation later but if yeah. you don't like yeah it was an experience so who cares yeah. i've never been able to make one of those unfortunately because of where it lands time wise but uh i know a lot of people have and have gotten a lot from it so thanks for putting those on and, and making that maybe happen. one day you know every friday yeah. 10 a.m pacific time so yeah exactly exactly um i'm gonna close out with 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 a little comment here maybe is um, you know, I've got three recent tweets on my Benry Ideas uh, account. Uh, first one is find something you care about. Um, and I think you've done a lot here to bring that passion into the work that you do, which is great. The, the second one in there is there's no imposters. Everyone's ultimately faking it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I think you've done an exemplary job putting yourself out there and uh, expressing your passion for community. And I want to thank you for that on that side. And the last one is uh, pretend everyone was sent to teach you something. Um, so as you enter a room, think about that kind of relationship and go in with that kind of positive kind of tone. Uh, I learned a ton today. It was really fun getting to chat with you. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you've taught me more than a few things along the way about community and community building. Um, but wanted to say thank you very much for uh, for the time and everything involved today. Yeah, Scott, thank you very much. It was an amazing conversation and I just loved questions you asked and I loved how you flipped the script and yeah, it was just, and I told you that it's not fair, you know, when I get to know you better and you not have this opportunity. So I'm happy that you propose it because, you know, I love talking but what I'm always usually doing is listening. So <laughs> thank you for giving this opportunity to talk. <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. Thanks again, Yuri. Yeah, let's see you in the community world. <laughs> <laughs>